Talkers, it is time to get you up to date with one of the New Zealanders who is currently stranded in Australia, which is really, really unfortunate. But we want to give you the latest details straight from, I guess you'd say, the horse's mouth. And Charlotte Scanlon has been good enough to join me. Charlotte, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. The sun is shining, so it's good. You've been very positive. Uh, now, two <laughs> things I like to do before we get underway is um, to solemnly swear that you'll be real and no fake talk and no lying. That's what we do on this podcast, which I'm sure that you're capable of. Absolutely, I swear. <laughs> Love it. And the other one is uh, a word that best describes yourself, Charlotte. Uh, I would say spiritual. Okay. And why does that one come to mind? Uh, I just like fully believe in the universe and what's going to happen is going to happen. So, yeah. Good on you. Um, I think of a word for all the guests who come on as well. And I find it quite ironic that when I was thinking of words, I, I don't know you, I've never met you, but for the women who are currently going through what you're all going through, I thought, wow, they're so brave um, and so strong. And I thought, isn't this just a little bizarre that she's playing for the Newcastle Knights? And so I just think night is is your word you're you're a knight in shining armor you know and you just said you're spiritual and you like to to be positive and i feel like they're some incredible attributes so thanks charlotte oh that's so nice all right let's get into it everybody wants to be up to date with what's happening and first things first who is charlotte scanlon because you were about to make your nrlw debut i know and i was so excited um so I started off like I suppose my big break was the 2013 World Cup when I was to England and played there. Hadn't really played league. I'm a rugby girl um, from my hometown in Fielding. Um, so then I jumped in, played some sevens, and now I'm coming back and I was super excited to have a crack at the NRLW. But yeah, I'm going to have to wait. <laughs> so how did that conversation come about to get you signed? Who were you playing? You said you're playing for fielding back in New Zealand. Is that how you got scouted? Uh, no. So I moved to Auckland and just randomly decided to play in nationals down in Wellington, got picked up for the Kiwi Fern squad and was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's give this a go. <laughs> Unreal. Um, what yeah, position do so you play? Now, I got scouted as a second row, but I've since coming back, being a bit older, a bit fitter, I've jumped into 13 or the middles, yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay, dangerous. I love that. Um, <laughs> and so just to update with the situation and for our listeners, there's currently seven of you who um, signed NRLW contracts and you're currently in Newcastle. Um, when did you arrive? Let's go way back to the start. You signed your contract to, to play for the Newcastle Knights. When was that and when did you come over? Uh, yeah, it happened pretty quick. Uh, we arrived on the 10th of was it July and then straight into kind of the COVID situation just hit yeah shit hit the fan <laughs> oh my God, I swear. yeah pretty much for it. it's real <laughs> pretty much straight away um we were in little hubs and we got a bit of an exemption where we could get together because Newcastle where we are didn't have any cases um and then I think it was only a couple of weeks later it was straight into lockdown for Newcastle so that stopped Okay, mm -hmm. so that was the, the 10th you came over. How long have you been mm -hmm. here? You've been here since the 10th and today we're the 8th of September, so just shy of, of two months. Yeah, yeah, it's been a crazy two months. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, the emotions seem to be okay today. You said the sun's shining and so you're remaining positive. Um, what happens now? When did you start to get a little bit concerned that you weren't sure of when you would go home? Um, I think so the moment we got we got told in our Zoom that it was being postponed to uh, February, we kind of were like, okay, sweet. So what's happening with going home? And then it kind of got put on us like, oh, you've got to book your own MIQ. And we were like, wait, what do you mean? Like we, we genuinely believe that everyone were, had, was sorted and we were able to go home the moment the decision was made. We were just waiting for the decision to be made. Um, so being told that last minute, we kind of freaked out. And then, yeah, so now it's kind of been, it's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster, to be honest. So some days are good and some days you're going, you're missing home, people all together. Now they're going through lockdown. So yeah, it's been tough. Oh my gosh. I feel so sorry for you. So there was no conversations when you, when you came over that you weren't going to be looked after to get back home. Yeah. So the bubble was open. Everything was good. And I, I don't know whether it was an oversight um, with the postponement or they genuinely believed we were going to kick off this year, but it was all of a sudden decisions were being made and now we're stuck. So, so they just said, so the NRL just said, okay, well, for you, for the seven of you, like get on Explorer um, and start refreshing <laughs> the page. Is that literally what happened? Yeah, pr pretty much. It was like, okay, so now you are able to go home, go register. Here's the links. Um, go click on. There's nothing available to, at the moment, but <laughs> once something pops up, we hope you can get on. Um, I think the other part that's really hard is that we're not, there's no guarantee we'll all go together, um, which again makes it hard. We thought at least we would be a group. So I'm, I'm still praying that we can go together and that there's not going to be one or two of us left behind. Whoa. Whoa. So are you literally refreshing every day? Like, are you still in charge? Like, what, what are the, has NRL spoken to you? What is happening? Uh, yeah, they have started up a dialogue with us since pretty much that massive Zoom and everyone said, well, this isn't acceptable. Um, so we've started uh, every Friday, we're having a meeting with them just to go over what's happening. Um, New Zealand have just come out and said that they're changing the way that MOQ is booked, which is kind of works out for us where we don't have to sit and refresh. Um, we go into a lobby from the lobby. It's kind of like a ballot where you can get picked up or not. Um, so at least we're not stuck at a computer. Um, yeah. But again, there's no guarantee that we'll all get put in. So, yeah. Okay. So when, so they announced last week that um, the competition would be postponed. When was it that the NRL then said, actually, we probably need to help these New Zealanders get home? Uh, it was probably when one of our players actually asked, so was there no MIQ booked? And they went, oh, no. And, and it was kind of like happen? a, that was in the Zoom when we found out it was being postponed. Literally last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. And we were lucky we got a bit of a heads up from our club saying, look, go register. Whatever happens, happens. You can always decline if you do get accepted into MIQ, but go register now. We don't know what's happening. So we had already pre-registered. Okay. You mentioned the club. So the Newcastle Knights, um, how has communication been with them? 
oh, they've been awesome. They've been nothing but supportive. Uh, they've put us up. They're not stressing us out about accommodation. They're not stressing us out about giving our cars back um, or anything like that. They've, yeah, been really good. Um, same with our player rep, uh, Crystal. She's coming through every time, giving us information. So, yeah, we've been we've been really looked after through the nights, which is, I suppose, takes off the stress that I know that a lot of clubs, uh, other players from other clubs have had to deal with. Yeah. Okay. And and it is um, probably a good point to mention that the Knights payroll was earlier than the other five clubs, which means that luckily uh, or thankfully the Newcastle Knights signed NRLW plays were paid. Um, can you confirm that you did get some pay? Yes. Yes, we yeah. did. Um, so pretty much when we were meant to be paid, we got paid. But what ha- what the talk is now is that that actually might come off our contracts next year. So that's like another, like, absolutely not <laughs> from my point of view. If someone said that to me, I'd just be like, well, I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm not coming back and not getting paid. Um, we came over to do a job. It's not our fault that the company um, has decided to not go ahead, in my opinion. So uh, you then pay me for my services again next year. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And as a reporter, I have really tried to be objective, but I am so just seeing it from every player's perspective. And it seems to be that all of you players are just dumbfounded by the communications given to you from the NRL back to yourselves. Is that correct? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And then the fact that the communication we do get has been a bit from every body and everywhere it doesn't seem to be streamlined and no one seems to be on the same page and there's a lot of hearsay and then getting told confirmation kind of thing rather than decisions being made and us as players being the first port of call for that information Mm. so like emotionally we're like oh well this could be happening same with all this pay it could be happening couldn't be happening and that's really stressful and unnecessary in my opinion Absolutely. And it probably doesn't help when there are things in the media uh, and you're seeing Mm -hmm. things even from myself and they're floating in and out and you're going, okay, well, like, is she right? Is she wrong? Is this, do we get help? Do we not get help? And, and that's terrible, particularly because so many of us can't actually appreciate what the seven of you are going through. Um, People are easy to judge, but when they're not going through it firsthand, like I can't imagine Uh, not seeing my family and not knowing when I'm going home to my own country where you're supposed to feel safe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I was on the phone to my family yesterday and like my niece is running around. She wasn't running around before. She was only just crawling, walking. Um, So it's, it's those little things that like our men do sacrifice our NRL men do sacrifice, but in saying that they're getting compensated for that sacrifice where we're having to fight just to get paid our contract, which just seems extremely weird to me. Yeah, well, it's extremely weird and it's extremely unfair. Um, So I guess your situation for you, Charlotte, how are you looking when you go home? Do you have a job still when you go home? Yeah, so I'm actually really lucky to be employed by the Warriors. So I work for the Warriors community who have been super supportive, um, very pro-athlete life. Um, so I am lucky uh, with all the NRL, there is a bit of sacrifice with salaries and wages going on. Um, 
but in saying that I, I, some of the girls here have had to email their bosses multiple times saying, I'm sorry, I can't come home on the, the 4th of October when we're meant to. Also, can we have time off next year? So, it, yeah, it's really, it's a tough time for everybody, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and so you, you were probably lucky in that sense, you will get to go home. Do you get any other financial compensation right now? You've been given one, um, one paycheck of the three. Have you received like relocation costs, um, allowances, anything like that? Uh, yeah. So we just got our relocation back pay last right. week, which is amazing for us. Um, I can't imagine what the other NRL players are going through having to deal with the contract of money and having to wait out until this relocation money came through. Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, I'm. this is where I know that I'm blessed and I'm thankful, but at the same time, this is unacceptable mm. uh, and we shouldn't have to go through this to get an outcome. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like we've really got to scream and shout um, until you feel like you're you're partially heard. There's a lot of chat from the head office to suggest that the communication has actually been really good and all of you were on a number of Zooms. Um, what, what was the communication? Like, did you have weekly catch-ups and, and access to the likes of Andrew Abdo? What, what did you get, you know? just to help me understand and help listeners understand. Um, I hadn't talked, like, heard anything directly until the Zoom where they told us that we were getting postponed. So everything else had come through the club. Um, but again, they were kind of at ends with what the answers were because nothing was confirmed, nothing. Like, yeah, we filled out a survey about, possible relocation filled out that kind of stuff what we would be willing to do um but yeah mostly through our club mostly through the nights right and so when the information has come through there's now a report to suggest that the nrl didn't actually apply for um an exemption to to travel to queensland and play um how did that make you feel um for like my first thought was good on the Queensland government to be like yeah don't don't take the you know the brunt of that if it it didn't happen um mm. purely from the fact that yeah people were saying well is this sexist why haven't why hasn't the government said yes to this but yes to that etc so good on them that was my first reaction and then also oh, someone really made a mistake here um, mm. by not going through those channels. And even if there was the re there were good reasons behind it, then make those reasons heard rather than saying, like trying to push it somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, I think that, that's been the common thread, like, oh, wow, somebody, somebody has made a mistake here, but also why wasn't it just communicated in the first place? Mm. Because... The, the common answers seem to be that the women aren't upset by the postponement. You can appreciate that we're going through a tough time as a, as a country, but also in the world. Uh, however, if that's the case, then fix us up financially, because I know in a statement from Andrew Abdo, he said that 
you women are not full-time athletes. So he wanted to make a decision so you could get back to your job, but it's actually stabbed you in the back and, and made it worse because now you're just stranded in, in limbo. Yeah. Yeah, definitely for us Kiwi girls, because no matter what, we were stuck. Um, holding the tournament this year would have actually been better for us rather than the possibility of having to redo this whole situation. Um, because what boss is going to say, yeah, I'll grant you three months off. That could possibly be four or five months and then uh, twice in one year and then a possible <laughs> World Cup. Um and then from a Kiwi point of view, it's super frustrating when things like state of O and all that kind of get lumped into possible income sources because it's not available to us. Mm, that's um, a great so, so for us, we've got the two NRLWs, which is awesome for our game, but then you can't, like if I was to put that at the beginning of my year, plan for it, and then something to happen injury-wise, there's no financial stability there. Um, and yeah so it's yeah. it's tough for us yeah uh there's been a bit of chat to suggest that maybe you should be offered 12 month contracts would you be um content i guess and satisfied with that for an i NRLW think it's a step in, yeah i think it's a step in the right direction um i i understand that you can't just go and jump and be like i want a two-year contract i want five yeah. you know i i understand that it is still a business but I think in this situation where you are shifting a massive workload, the possibility of a massive workload to athletes, um, you can see in the men's game how often they get injured. Mm. So if you then want us to try and compete with that kind of schedule, you yeah need to pay us a 12-month um, contract. In my yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please and thank you. Um, are yeah. you are you in a position where you'll consider coming back, or are you are you not thinking too far ahead? Uh, that's a conversation I'll definitely have to have with my my boss and obviously the CEO. Um, for me, again, it's super complicated. Where if I have a twenty one season, I've signed on with the Knights. If what they're saying about the Warriors coming in is an actual possibility then being my job that's the club that I want to represent mm. um, and it's my home club uh, so again how does the contract work like that if it was to then move to a 12-month contract <laughs> it, there's so much to yeah up in the air at the moment and again with uh, COVID then the boys may be relocating again it might not be a possibility that the Warriors can join it's just it hurts the head doesn't it <laughs> it really does <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah. what are you doing to fill your day? Um, even though it's said that we're not full-time athletes, I'm still training twice a day, um, at least five times a week. Um, with the two off off days where I try and put some work in or do your yoga and all that mindful and sports psych and all that kind of stuff to get myself prepared for the possibility of two seasons next year. <laughs> I mean, you can only train so much without uh, taking things too far, I guess, as well. Mm. So it's not as if you can keep yourself busy training 12 hours a day every day to go, oh, no, okay, I'll be really fit for whenever yeah. the competition kicks <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. No, we're, we're very lucky that the beach is just around the corner and mm -hmm. Newcastle is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, so we get out, go watch the sunset, watch the sunrise, those kind of things. Um, 
the girls here are really um, good where we'll message and be like, let's do dinner or let's watch a movie, um, play games. We had a, or some of the girls had a Mad Monday because um, nice. the Raiders were out and that was their team. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's little things like that that are kind of getting us through. Um, the Aussie who was here, who went home, we also had like a farewell for her, which was cool. Um, Cute. Just who those little things. About, uh, Kyra, she's one of the okay. babies. Yeah. So she's so like it we see from her point of view she just got picked up and she was so excited and you could just see it you know the young bucks that hit training and there's just light in their step even though they're dying in conditioning but (laughs) they're just so happy to be there Mm. um and it's yeah even their situation I feel for them yeah because they don't know what it feels like to wear a jersey yeah yeah you, you explain it so well um I guess moving on, like we finish this, you're still left in limbo, but you have a chat every Friday to try and update the situation. Have you been speaking to New Zealand Rugby League or is the NRL speaking to um, the government to try and help you with an extra special exemption without feeling like you're above the law? Yeah, um, like we've heard that they have been speaking to the government around what there is available for us and that there isn't anything available for us. Um, but but they uh, actually New haven't Zealand even reached out. <laughs> like they haven't. <laughs> we, we, like, like it's it's kind of hard when you have the Queensland situation when they've come out because they're like, how how much have you messaged? <laughs> have you been smashing down that door for us? Um, hmm. New Zealand Rugby League have been uh, good. They've messaged a few times to make sure we're okay and that they're trying from their end because they're also trying to make sure the Warriors boys get home as well so they are kind of in the same boat right okay so maybe um maybe now that the NRL season has has wrapped up for the Warriors maybe that you could jump jump on something or however they'll get home and fingers crossed yes. oh, I really hope <laughs> make that them you bank. hear something yeah. yeah make them bunk together and we'll take one of their rooms <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, it probably didn't, yeah, didn't sit too well when you're hearing about um, the men's game and, and whatnot still going ahead. It's it's one of those really tricky situations, um, particularly when you, you can't be financed and um, they're splashing cash everywhere. When, when people talk about this revenue question, it's always, um, I've seen it very hot in social media, like, oh, how much revenue do the women bring in? Yeah. Um, I know it makes my blood boil, but I'm not sure if you've thought of um, an answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyway. Like, you know, what do you, what do you think when you hear that? Oh, I think it is frustrating and I think it's very short-sighted because if you look at any um, like sports at the moment in the female game, uh, it, the growth is huge. It's huge in every sport. So I think if you look at revenue, then you know that that's where they're going to get the most growth. Hmm. So to me, it's very short-sighted and it's people that don't understand the game and don't understand the makeup of the population. You know, there's (laughs) little girls that want people to aspire to. And just because it hasn't been done in the past doesn't mean it can't be done in the future. Well said. Well, well said. The, The men not making any noise. Has that upset you? Um. It sounds bad, but like I'm not overly surprised. Um, and it shows where the fact you, when you know Christian Welch does a post, and we're all like, oh my god, but yay, an ally, where 
it shouldn't be like that. It should just be like, yes, our boys have us. Like mm-hmm. it should be the norm. And yeah. And so I do hope that more, more of the NRL boys do speak up on our behalf because they have a lot more power at the moment. So mm-hmm. just to support us, you know, I know a lot of them have daughters and a lot of them, their daughters will be going to the game saying, I want to play. So if they want their daughters to have a fair chance in the future, they should be putting in the work now. Do you know why they haven't? Like, have you reached out to any of them? No, nah, not personally. I haven't reached out. Um, I don't know. I, I suppose living in a bubble, maybe they're just a bit mm. unaware or ignorance is bliss. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. To you, Kat, um, Matua, Neta, Toru, Caitlin and Autumn, hang in there, be strong. We got you. Thank you so much and keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, I will. Don't you worry about that one. <laughs> I do appreciate you having a chat. Is there, um, is there anything else you wanted to, to chat about or get across or? Uh, just to everyone that is in our corner that is supporting us thank you Uh, we really appreciate it we appreciate every reshare we appreciate everyone screaming from the rooftops about our situation because it does a lot of it makes a lot of people more aware so again thank you team if you enjoyed that one like and subscribe for me and don't forget we're here for a real time a long time